so yeah, I was uh, hanging out on a Saturday a couple weeks ago with our friend Mary Jane and mm-hmm. a bunch of the nerds at the Nerd Hole. Nerd Hole. And uh, I was introducing her to some of you know the the nerds at the Nerd Hole who had never met her before. Uh-huh. And one of them is like, "Oh yeah, no, I've uh, heard you on the internet." And she looks really confused for a second. And I was like, oh, that's right, because you were on the podcast. That'll do it. And I have been so jealous ever since because of the conversation that you and I had a while ago about wanting to be, like, internet famous. Yeah. Why did you? (laughs) (laughs) That's so unfair. (laughs) I was like, did one freaking episode. (laughs) Well, good for her. I know. No, I am really really happy, but it's just like, no, I want somebody to be like, oh, yeah, I heard you on the internet. I wonder if it's because of the the topic she did. And I mean, if a lot of the nerds at the Nerd Hole watch One Punch Man, you know. Right. Well, and I know that a lot of them do listen to the podcast, but they already know me. Yeah, and they already so there's are no used like, to you. Exactly. That's probably, yeah. That's probably what There's no is. like, oh, yeah, no, I heard you on the internet. Like, of course you did. You're my friend and you listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's still that's still kind of like I understand why that stung a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in our attempt to become internet famous, shall we record? Yes. Let's do it. All right, so welcome to the episode today. Yeah. Uh, we've got another potpourri episode for your listening pleasure. Yes. It's about time to, to have another one of those. So yeah. welcome to potpourri number three. Welcome. If you have never listened to a potpourri episode before, this is where we kind of take a break from our usual format of focusing on one specific thing. And we talk about some of the things that maybe don't take up don't- a whole episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they don't take up a whole episode. They There's just not enough stuff there to take up a whole episode, but we still want to mention them because we still like a lot of the little things in life. Oh, yes. So, Carmen, would you like to start us off today? Sure. Um, One of my favorite things is baked potatoes. <laughs> okay, I don't want to <laughs> say actually baked potatoes because I mean potatoes in general. Um super carby, um, mm-hmm. super versatile. Mm-hmm. I was super lazy today for dinner and, or like a kind of an early dinner and just, I mean, told Michael that I was going to throw some potatoes in the oven and we were both just like so floored with how good potatoes can be with so little work. And yeah, yeah I mean, potato chips, French fries, what will you? I actually, um, I tried to make homemade French fries the other day and they turned out so horribly. I, I'm almost, I, I almost just kind of want to like give it up, but Michael encouraged me to try again because he thinks he worked at five guys for a small period in his life. And he says that he thinks when I was soaking them, not enough starch came out and they got super soggy instead of getting nice and crunchy and stuff. And yeah, I was super, super bummed, but I, I soaked them for like an hour and I'm not sure how much longer I would have had to do it. 
But I'm probably going to give it another go in the future, but I was super, super disappointed in how they came out. So, you know, baked potatoes it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, as far as it comes to potatoes, like, I just try to kind of leave it to the professionals because besides, like, baked potatoes or, like, maybe mashed potatoes every once in a while, Mm -hmm. I just don't have confidence in myself to be able to make, like, homemade potato chips or french fries or anything like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And ultimately, when it comes down to it, if I can find, you know, four quarters and a couple of nickels, oh yeah, I can just go buy some French fries. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just am trying to be, I'm trying to be domestic, and I'm trying to expand my cooking skills, and I'm just not, I'm not very good at potatoes. So, practice, I guess. I guess. But I, I am totally with you there on potatoes being amazing. Yeah, at, like. <gasps> so good. Then they, I love. There's just something about them that I just like. I will just. There will just be a random time where I'll just like crave nothing but potatoes, and I'm mm-hmm. in that stage right now. And I don't know. I mean, I I never consciously think like, oh, it's the carbs that I crave. But I guess that's not a conscious thing. It is. It is like this body thing that's just like I need carbs and I don't know why. You know. Right. <laughs> but that's, yeah. 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 No, I totally get that. I went through a phase in high school where I just wanted mashed potatoes after school every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, which is a weird craving to have. But, you know, you just take a packet of instant potatoes, a packet of gravy, and, and it's super quick. You got a stew going. And <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that's from? <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I should know what that's from. It's Arrested Development. Michael and I have started oh, saying right. it every time, like, every time one of us is, like, on to something or, you know, making progress in something, we're like, baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Actually, you know what? I will go ahead and throw my hat in for Arrested Development. Yes. Being one of my favorite things. Oh, yes. Super quotable. I, oh, my gosh. So quotable. I am impressed with how, just like how every single time I go and watch it, I pick up on something new. Yeah, it's it's like and chock full of jokes, and you can't catch them all in no, one go. No, you can't even catch them all in two or three goes. No. Like, you just have to keep watching it and watching it and watching it. And, I mean, obviously there are some jokes that, like, you have to build up for and yep. you try and quote them and you're like isn't it funny and to anybody who hasn't watched it it's like, not oh, yeah no <laughs> you're like no but it's funny because yeah and you're then you just realize that you can't explain you can't exp- they, they they're inside jokes that they make with the viewers and it's just like it's super rewarding to people who have taken time have taken the time to like watch it and like learn about the show and then there's this this two second reference to something to this one tiny scene in season one and when you catch it you're so proud of yourself and then you're proud of the writers and you're like how like they're oh my gosh it's it's a very very good show yeah yeah i kind of imagine the writers each being like uh i know that this scene came after arrested development but that scene with um charlie from it's always sunny oh yeah philadelphia where he's in front of the you know conspiracy board oh my gosh yeah <laughs> pepe Silva. <laughs> and i mean like that's how you have to write a show like that oh right? yeah like <laughs> yeah 
Yep, you have to do the strings tying to obscure. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, that's that's really funny. Yeah. But it's true. That's that's how that's how you would have to write it because I mean, you I think I think there's a certain I think to a degree you can you can kind of just like throw stuff in there and be like, "Oh, people will like this." But f- to build up to something like I can't, of course, I can't think of an example right now. Well, okay, so like an obvious example um, that you can catch on the first walkthrough would be the doctor that takes care of them, who, mm-hmm. you know, when he delivers good news, it sounds oh, yeah. like bad news. And when he delivers bad news, it sounds like good right. news. And of course, like the buildup is he's constantly saying things that are fine in a way that sounds awful yeah like i'm afraid that we lost your father and you know everybody's like oh no because they think he's dead and And they literally lost him he jumped out the window we can't find him or buster's going to be all right but he lost his right hand i thought you said he was gonna be or he lost his left hand i thought you said he was gonna be all right he is he's he's going to be all right (laughs) it's just so cheesy too but they make it work they really, really do. Um, Tobias and his constant, like, innuendo that he doesn't realize that he's saying. Yeah. And the, um, I don't know if you ever made it to the fourth season, Audrey, but there, um, it, it, if you push through, like, the first six, you shouldn't have to push through. But if you do push through the first six episodes, it gets really, really, really good. But one of my least favorite things about it is that... Um, that's one of my favorite jokes with Tobias and that no one wants to say it. No one wants to just like tell him, um, are you like, you know, do you, do you want to talk to us about something? <laughs> and yeah. the, one of my least favorite things about season four is they, they do say it outright and it kind mm-hmm. of ruins the joke yeah. because now that it's out in the open, it's just not funny anymore. You know? No. Yeah. No. It was unfortunate. That's too bad. But, yeah, but but generally speaking, season four, um, I think, was a lot better than most people um, say. I mean, I know people have different tastes, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. That's good. I'm glad. I heard that there's going to be a fifth season for Netflix. I'm not sure how I feel huh. about that. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know if it's actually going through or not, but. I don't know. I'm I'm just really good with calling it at three seasons. Oh, yeah. I really am. I, I am, too. To be honest, though, if they did come out with another season, I would watch it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even even though I, I would prefer it be over as well, I will be watching it just because of the cast. It's just too good. They are. The cast is really good. The writing's really good. It's just all around. The timing also, uh-huh. the comedic timing is just so good and it's so juicy. I and the dialogue. I mean, I know that goes back to the writers, um, but every once in a while, I'll say something that, again, nobody around me really catches on to really quick because <laughs> it's so <laughs> like, freaking obscure. It's, it's you know, and even people who have watched Arrested Development, sometimes it takes a minute to catch on. Oh yeah, it's like. No, I know. Like again, with the you've got a stew going. I'm like, oh no, I know. I know, I know, that, know that exactly. <laughs> but it's so much funnier in context. Oh yeah. So every once in a while, like at 
the bakery if we're talking about Star Wars. I'll lean over to somebody and I'll be like, here's $10. Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> Go see a Star Wars. <laughs> Okay, okay. Listeners, this is not on purpose, but I swear these segues are like so flawless because my next one is actually one of my favorite things is the new Star Wars movie. All right. Right. And I need to preface this by saying that I have hated Star Wars ever since I was conscious enough to hate things. (laughs) And I went and saw this. I went and saw this with my family. I think it probably came out over a Christmas season. They usually do like big ones like that. And I went and saw the first one and I was like, you know, I I can get behind this kind of cheese a little bit more than the 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 80s kind of cheese that the original Star Wars were. Mm-hmm. Um but man, this uh that the most recent one, is it The Last Jedi? Yeah. I we Michael and I rewatched that at home and I am just floored by that movie. And I know that's not a popular opinion. And I kind of feel bad because I know the original Star Wars, like four, five, and six especially, are very, very special and dear to Star Wars fans' hearts. And these new ones are, don't quite live up to that. I mean, for what I've heard, don't quite live up to those expectations of like the original fans, if you will. But I love it so much. I think it is such a well-made movie. I mean, there are obviously like moments in it that I, I, that I feel like the writers made like huge mistakes, but like 80% of it, I'm like on the edge of my seat and Mm -hmm. that has never happened with star Wars. And so I'd like to plug in, I'd like to plug in the last Jedi. Yeah, no, I'm really happy about that. And like, I think that a lot of the whole, like, Oh, well the original trilogy is the best sort of comes from a like nostalgia standpoint Mm -hmm. as well as that's fair. Um, a gatekeeping standpoint as well which is really unfortunate because yeah, geez just let me like let me like what i like <laughs> yeah gatekeeping in general is just such an aggravating thing but there's a whole subreddit um devoted to making fun of people that gatekeep because it really is just like wasted energy like what are you gaining from telling people that they're not allowed to like this because yada 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 you know like right does it really make you feel that much better about your own like fandom it just bums me out i want to be a part of it even if i'm not like fully aware of i don't know i you can't name every single jedi that ever existed no and also have like the colors of their lightsabers memorized right jeez. you know and like- i'm assuming you have had your fair share of gatekeeping um considering you're kind of a part of like the gaming community huh yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think I hang out with enough um, open-minded folks that it hasn't been a big issue. But that's good. I do try to provide, you know, support to other women and be like, "Hey, just so you know, like, I'm here for you. Whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, because I do understand that, like, even if it's not like openly talked about." There are times where, like, I haven't been invited to play games because I'm a lady and I don't know how to play games. (laughs) (laughs) Which sometimes I'll get invited to a game by a couple of strangers and they'll be like, all right, have you heard of this game before? And it'll be a game that I, like, own, right? And I'll be like, like, oh, yeah, no, I I like this game. And they'll be like, okay, well, here's a refresher just in case. And then I'll end up winning the game. And, like... 
the dudes that invite me look so embarrassed and it is a very satisfying feeling to be like oh yeah (laughs) this is what happens yeah totally when you try to treat me like this exactly i will smash you um yeah i i know it's really frustrating. I was with a group of friends at one point and one of them is a really, really talented musician. And I, I have been, I'm not as musical as I used to be when I was younger. I mean, I played, I played a lot of instruments. I, I, I took lessons for like years and years on multiple instruments and I just haven't really kept up with it. So I don't really blame people for thinking that I don't really, I don't really know a lot about classical theory. Um, but this guy, <laughs> This guy was uh, giving me like the lowdown on um, some really, I mean, I don't want to say basic, but really, honestly, kind of basic, like classical theory about like Mm -hmm. what makes chords minor and what makes all like the different modes of uh, all this stuff. And he spent like 15 minutes explaining this to me. And I was like, oh, right. Well, I mean, I actually studied classical theory for about nine years um, growing up. So I do know quite a bit about this. And he was just like. Oh, oh, well, that's great. And I kind of, I kind of <laughs> wished I had said something before because I could tell that he felt really bad, but I was, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's, um, I, I think the feeling that you get when you kind of assume that someone doesn't know something and then you learn that they do, I think that feeling kind of has some, um, I think it's kind of a useful um, feeling to have, you know, because I feel like I've done that before too. I've explained, I've, I've explained things to people who know more about the subject than I do. And then I've walked away with this feeling like, wow, I really should not assume that this person just doesn't know anything about it. I, I don't even know how you start a conversation. Um, well you do start a conversation just by asking, do you know anything about like classical theory? You know, I feel like it's, I kind of feel like it's that easy. Uh, before you kind of go on this like spiel um, mm-hmm. that they didn't ask for in the first place. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's very humbling, which I do appreciate. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people don't feel very comfortable with being knocked down a peg or two, but mm. I, I do appreciate it. It's necessary it's, yeah. for everyone. I feel like everyone yeah. needs to kind of be put in their place every now and then just to be reminded that, Oh, I am, I'm, you know, there, I, I, I can learn something from everyone and vice versa, but like, it's, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to be open to the idea that you are not all that. Right. Right. (laughs) And again, going along with the theme of inadvertently segueing into. Yeah. This is very smooth. (laughs) (laughs) I almost don't want to like break the chain, but I know it's probably going to happen at some point. Mm -hmm. I actually have on my list here classical music oh yes i really love classical music and it's something that i've loved my entire life anyway but i'm giving amazon music a try um because i do have prime and so it's not that much more expensive to uh get like the unlimited music Uh service and um I I mean, I've been doing Pandora for the last, like, five years. Right. And I keep on telling people that it's because I do not like the pressure of coming up with my own playlists. Yeah, that it's, it's, it's really good at taking that pressure away. If you just let it go, right. you don't have to worry about people being like, skip this song or blah, blah, especially when you're at work, you know, and you're just like, it's just the playlist. I, you know, don't know what to say. It's the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, instead with Pandora, I can just be like, oh, it's the algorithm. So no worries. Right. Like, 
we'll just hit a thumbs down and we'll never hear this song ever again, which is totally fine. So I decided to go ahead and try and make a couple of playlists. And thankfully, Amazon Music does have like a radio service. So it's not like, you know, I have to come up with playlists, Mm -hmm. which I'm really grateful for. But as I have been coming up with playlists, I've been looking at coming up with a classical music one. It's made me think a little bit more consciously about, you know, what classical music I really like. And I think it's been really good for me because I realized like, oh man, I know a lot more about classical music than I realized, Mm -hmm. first of all. And second of all, like, I just, I love trying to find just the right recording of classical pieces. My absolute favorite one is from Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Oh, yes. It is the... Vivaldi! uh, (laughs) Vivaldi. Oh, so fancy. (laughs) Um, It's the... (laughs) It's the second part to the winter movement. Uh Uh-huh. And it's basically just a violin solo. And it's really, really pretty. But as I was looking for just the right one, like a lot of them were just a little too fast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, it's supposed to be winter, like gentle snowfall, quiet, like just the stillness. And if you go at too high of a tempo, it just doesn't sound very good. But you go at a slower tempo and it's it sounds very restrained, Mm -hmm. but also very like thoughtful and methodical. And I freaking love it and i just love going through all of these classical pieces and listening to like the different interpretations yeah and that's that is really fun to do and i know i know what you mean it's one of the most frustrating things because i i i grew up mostly hearing all these classical pieces played by my piano teacher herself or her more advanced students and I loved, like, the way that they played them were, like, they were perfect. There's this uh, fantasy impromptu. Um, I think it's, I want to say it's Haydn. Um, no, it's Chopin. And you've definitely heard it before. It's one of the most, like, fast-paced classical pieces. And it's really frustrating to hear most recordings of it because most recordings I hear just, it, it's a fast song to begin with, but most recordings I hear are just, like, just go literally as fast as you can. Don't really give it much feeling. Just play it as fast as you can. And every time I hear it, I get frustrated because it actually really is a gorgeous song. But mm-hmm. almost every recording I hear gives me really bad anxiety because it's moving way too fast. And I'm oh, also just no. like, this isn't right. It's not right. Like, it's it, it's really frustrating. And it, it reminds me of in uh, when I was in choir in high school the first thing anyone would do when class got out is like, see who could get to the piano first and, you know, see what they could play. And we've talked about this before. One of the most popular ones they would play is imagine by John Lennon, your favorite song. And then, Hey, just (laughs) listeners. That's very sarcastic. That is actually my least favorite (laughs) song. That didn't sound sarcastic on my end, but it it is very sarcastic. (laughs) I hate that song so much. Yeah. I've actually, that's rubbed off on me. I really hate it too, but okay. I, listened to a really cool metal cover of it and it was a pretty cool sounding like you know you know i love covers that are super unique from the original and this was just Mm -hmm. exactly that so i will look that up um 
I will look that up and I'll let everyone know what it was, but I think you'd like the cover a lot more than the original one because I think he changes the lyrics um, slightly <laughs> oh, as well. Oh, okay. Because I know that's why. <laughs> um, anyway... Um, yeah, one of the first songs that they would play is Imagine, and then a bunch of other classical pieces like the, forgive me, I can't remember what it's called, the da na 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 Oh, yeah, for and, Elise. Mm-hmm, and that was another one that they would try to be like, let's see how fast I can play it, because the faster I play, the better I am at piano. And it just drove me crazy it's and that song is ruined i think for a lot of people because it's one of the most it oh it just drives me crazy that fast is not good people especially piano players fast does not equal good if it's supposed to be fast that's fine but for elise is not supposed to be fast (laughs) this is is supposed to be a good this is supposed to be a potpourri um Kitten, like good thing episode, not, and Kanye episode and not the boogers like, and bad drivers. I'm starting to oh, rant a little bit, man. but that's okay. No, it's it's fine because we're still talking about the things that we love, and sometimes, right. you know, we love things enough that we get a little upset when it's not done right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, unfortunately, that is the end of my bit and i don't think we have a good segue because it is your turn now okay that's fine um yeah we don't really i don't have a segue into this next one um so my next favorite thing is a website called fairy hallam and you don't have to go to this right well actually i'd prefer if you did go to it right now actually so f-e-r-r-y h-a-l-i-m dot com and you'll click on original and you'll have to um you'll have to download it or just like accept adobe whatever Mm-hmm. There are what is this nine by nine by nine looks like like eighty plus little flash games that were so special to me when I was just kind of starting to discover the internet as a little tween, and mm-hmm. these games are some of the most beautifully crafted flash games I've ever seen. And I want you to click on. So there's a few of them on the very left, third from the top. There's one called Floats, and then. On that same, yeah, you can play that one. Um, okay. And then on that same one, there's one called Summer Walk. And then there's one kind of near the bottom called The Amazing Dare Dozen. <laughs> These are just like, th- those are just a few of my favorites. Honestly, all of them are are worth playing and they're really simple to learn. Um, but you'll notice the music is beautiful and like the art behind the games is beautiful. And these are some, this was kind of like the same era as a Homestar Runner for me. Um, Fairy yeah. Hallam was kind of the next site I would go to when I was sick of Homestar Runner. You have to play one of these games. Like they warm my heart so much. They are so beautiful. <laughs> and I think they must still be adding games because there are a few on here that I don't recognize. Um, like the top two rows pretty much I don't recognize. But these games, you just, you have to play them. You have to play one of them, like, probably right now, actually. I, I've i just kind of been letting you talk while I've been playing floats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think? I got a score of 30. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Um, I don't know what the scores mean. Okay, so you played floats. <laughs> why don't you go back to... Why don't you... Okay, actually, play the one called Cats. It's the black, it's the black square. Okay, I got it. The music on this one is so funny. And it's the stupidest just click, click and point and click game. But okay. <laughs> oh man, just for anyone that's just ever owned a cat, it just it just really kind of hits home. It's so cute. I <laughs> what? 
So the, the, the <laughs> row that's highlighted, if the cat's sitting or standing, you have to run over all the other cats to get them to do what the highlighted cat is doing. And the cats have a mind of their own, so they're going to do what they want. But you kind of yes. have to impose your you have to impose your power and gain points by getting them all to sit at the same time or stand at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying very hard to do that thing, and it is <laughs> like it's not stressful per se, but it's but you're so like, frustrating. Cat, stupid cats! Just go, just go, just sit like, down. Sometimes, sometimes I will click on a cat and like start to try and get the other ones to like sit or mm-hmm. walk. And like the one that I literally just really clicked on will like, mm-hmm. and then you'll start accidentally, to- yeah, you'll accidentally run over other ones, and they'll get they'll start standing. Oh, it is so frustrating. Oh my gosh. Okay, all right. I'm gonna all right. Bookmark it and move on. Good. Yeah, yeah. I think Seriously, that we can literally back. just spend the rest. Of come the back episode, to this and play like- a few of them. They just, I don't know. They're so simplistic and they're so oh. soothing. It really is like they're just so much fun. They're so fun. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Uh, so at the risk of sounding super basic, um, I you know, and I acknowledge up front that I am a millennial, and it's going to sound super stereotypical. I have recently discovered just how truly delicious avocado toast is. Oh my goodness! And like, I have had it so many days in a row that I think I might actually need an intervention. You might have a problem. I myself have not tried avocado toast. I I know it's kind of like a jokey, trendy thing now, but I mean it's got to be a trend for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. I if avocados just weren't so dang expensive, I would be so much more inclined to buy them more often. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. do you so how do you prepare your avocado toast? So I to address the cost thing first, what I do is I buy the large avocados because I found that half a large avocado actually. Um, provides enough avocado for two slices oh i see because i don't like i don't feel the need to like load it i don't know yeah load it up with a whole bunch of avocado yeah so it ends up being about 40 cents per slice just for avocado um you know and then you have the cost of whatever else you decide to put on but um do you do you go to winco then yeah yeah i thought so yeah so i my two favorite ones to make for breakfast would be um, a slice of wheat toast with avocado and then just like salt and pepper and a fried egg over easy or over mm. medium is really, really good. And then I also like a slice of sourdough toast with um, avocado, uh, just a little bit of salt and pepper and a ton of dill. Ooh. And then sliced cucumbers oh on top of my. that. Yes. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I, I have so this, good. I have an image of my mind of, I feel like there were these, um, there was this really, really yummy bruschetta appetizer at Macaroni Grill, which is where I used to work. And they prepared their, um, the tomatoes. They It was, it would be like diced tomatoes, salt and pepper, and then lots and lots of basil and uh, kind of, Th- not thickly sliced, but sli- not not diced, but sliced garlic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can imagine a piece of sourdough with some avocado and topped with some brioche. Wow. Oof. Some uh, bruschetta tomatoes. Oh, my gosh. That sounds so good to me right now. That sounds amazing. I should jump on the bandwagon. I should I should I should join the the avocado craze. 
Yeah, I really, I strongly recommend it. And I really am disappointed with myself for not getting on sooner. I know a lot of the stigma behind it has to do with the fact that, like, I mean, avocados are a little pricier. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as long as you're just careful with it. Totally. It's not that much more expensive, especially when you consider, like, you are eating something that is really, really good for, for you. Yourself. Exactly. I, I'm willing to yeah. pay for, for better quality food. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you say you only use a half for breakfast. Uh, avocados are really hard for me to save. They how do, you, how do you keep them fresh for the next day? I just put them in a Ziploc baggie and put it in the fridge. Man, it, um, it, doesn't it turn brown? Not super duper brown. Not, not brown, brown enough, enough to yeah. be, like, disgusting. And if it ever is, like, it's just just a little bit that all I have to do is scrape off. Totally. You know? the very very top layer i also make sure that i keep the side that still has the pit in it in uh-huh. the fridge right i don't so use that the pitted side first yep that's a good idea yeah. so it's that much less is exposed that's a yeah that's a great idea yeah right. i'm gonna have to get that a try my breakfast um lately has been a few pieces of twizzler and a yogurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but that i mean I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before, but breakfast is absolutely my favorite. And like, oh, yeah. good breakfasts. Because I know that there's like a lot of people in this country that are like, breakfast is the best. And they think like, you know, pancakes and waffles and, and scrambled eggs oh, yeah. and, and bacon and, and sausage. Billion slices of bacon. Yeah. And like, that's fine and all. And I like eating that every once in a blue moon. Right. But for me, breakfast is more like I love spending the time to like make banana pancakes for myself that are just bananas, an egg, and yeah. just enough wheat flour to like keep it all together. Yeah. And it's uh, healthy and it's still sweet and uh-huh. it's delicious. I love it. Yeah. And you're love- into the overnight oats as well. I am, and that's something that I really only eat during the summer, so I'm really, really glad that we're getting into the warmer months, yeah. because I prefer hot breakfasts, but those overnight oats... Oh, yeah, and they're, they're so easy. They're so good. They're easy, and like I don't Instagram my food, because I don't want to be that person, <laughs> but every once in a while, I'll get a bowl of overnight oats that I put strawberries and blueberries and sliced almonds oh, on top of, gosh. and I'm just like... Dang it, like... I have to show this off. <laughs> Don't give in to the impulse, Audrey. <laughs> if you Don't ever... Yeah, if you ever have the impulse to share, but you don't want to, you should just send me a picture because I always... I just I just like looking at pictures of food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're probably going to start getting a lot of pictures from me then. Because That's okay. I, It'll serve as inspiration I'm, for me as well. <laughs> I make the avocado toast look really good, too. Oh, I believe it. Oh, and then one final avocado toast recipe that is another one of my favorites but i don't have it as often because it is um a little bit more loaded with sugar Uh is um wheat toast avocado and then sliced strawberries with a balsamic vinegar reduction wow drizzled on top that's weird i i guess avocados i mean avocados wouldn't be that weird with sweet stuff i don't know why i never really Mm -hmm. thought about it but that that is not something I would have considered. Um, it sounds good. It's really good. Yeah. But I am also a sucker for balsamic vinegar. So oh, yeah. that has a lot to do with it. Totally. Totally. <laughs> All right. It's your turn. Okay. Um, 
Uh, one of my favorite things is scary movies. And there have been, I am so excited for like the kind of recent turn that culture has taken towards scary movies, or at least American culture has, um, mm-hmm. because they are starting to be taken a lot more seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, most recently, I've heard that A Quiet Place is just like phenomenal and you don't hear i I, i've heard from people who don't watch scary movies and don't enjoy watching scary movies suggest this movie to me and that's saying something and i mean i think it's really exciting for john krasinski too because apparently he directed it and he might start getting into directing as much as he is in act as you know as much as he is into acting now and that's pretty exciting um, I actually was a few minutes, I'm usually a few minutes late to recording, but this time I was late because I was finishing up The Conjuring, which oh, is really? available on Netflix. And I want to issue a challenge to our listeners if they care enough about me to, you know, do the work for me and find good scary movies for <laughs> me. Um, I would really like to watch a scary movie where I am not disappointed with the 5% like the last 5% of the movie because mm-hmm. i i was so into, i was so into this one until about like and even the even the climax of this one was great but the resolution happened in like 3 minutes and oh, no. it was so jarring and i i will give you an example have you seen the skeleton key no i haven't that is the that is the most perfectly made scary movie in my opinion it ends perfectly and i'm looking for endings not necessarily unhappy endings because usually it's the happy endings that kind of leave me feeling like ugh, that wasn't you know i i want to go to bed like scared to go to sleep that's the idea here and mm-hmm. the skeleton key is one of the only one <laughs> one of the only scary movies that left that ended with me like just horrified and oh. i man we should watch it i don't know if you you i don't Ugh, it is so good. <laughs> we'll see. It is. I, it, it, I still it's, have to ease myself into the whole like horror movie thing. I do have a digital copy of Get Out. Oh yes. Oh yes. So I like. I have no reason not to watch it now. I right. gotta watch it. I actually, I do want to watch A Quiet Place. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Because, and I, I really want to watch it while it's still in the theater. Because from what I hear, that's kind of not how just, it should be. Yeah, it's not just the. Um, movie itself that you go to see but like it's the experience of how quiet it is in the theater to the point where i have heard multiple accounts of people being like yeah you can't eat popcorn because it's too loud yeah i love that <laughs> Which, and it like, sounds so unique like i yeah i am so sick of scary movies just doing the same thing like that's and that's why i'm so excited about the future for the scary movies because mm-hmm. um kind of starting well in my opinion it kind of started with uh, it follows that movie got a lot of flack but i loved that that was another really really good end to a really really horrifying story and it was just vague enough to like not really resolve the bad feelings that you get when you watch it you know which like i said is kind of what i'm looking for um Man, I, and it's it started with that. Get Out did the same thing, and I'm sure A Quiet Place is probably going to follow suit. But like, I'm just so glad that it's they're starting to become like a serious genre made by good, high quality directors. You know? Yeah. Um, because like I said, The Conjuring, I I'm just 
I'm just left a little disappointed with wow. like just with 75% of the scary movies that I've seen. And I, I love scary movies when they're good. And I, I keep watching them to find the good ones because I think they're worth looking for. But I just every time I watch one that I'm disappointed and I just get so frustrated and have to just, I, I just feel like I could have ended it so much better. I know how it should have ended. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> it's really, really frustrating. Um, I, I've heard that, oh man, what was it called? Annabelle was pretty scary too. Um, I don't know. I, I would just really like, if you guys have any suggestions for scary movies that don't necessarily not end happily, but, but end in a way that makes me kind of as scared and as uneasy as I was during the movie, I want to I want to take that feeling home, you know, and with a movie like The Conjuring, I feel fine now. I feel everything's everything's resolved and happy and I I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not what I want in a scary movie, you know? There is a movie that came out recently called uh, Hereditary. Mhm. Okay. That kind of gives off that vibe. Uh, I recommend that you look up the trailer when okay. we're done recording. Awesome. Um where it just looks just r- real creepy. Yeah. And, you know, very unsettling. And, like, you can't tell how the movie might end. Because I love that's, that. the thing, that's, that's the thing with a lot of horror movies, I think, that you look at trailers for. Because horror movies are very tropey, which makes sense. Because yeah, audiences are looking for, you know, a thrill. And, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong bad about that this has to be done very delicately yeah i mean because you know like with annabelle like i've never seen it i don't know what the story is about but i watched the trailer and i was like it looks creepy but like you kind of already know eventually like somebody is going to leave or somebody's going to destroy the doll Uh or you know like something's going to happen where it's not an immediate threat anymore, but then there's going to be that one final shot of like, like oh, but, but is maybe it? <laughs> it's it's not gone yet. And yeah. with Hereditary, like you can kind of tell what the story is about a little bit, but I think part of it is that like it just gives barely enough information that it's interesting totally. and your interest is piqued, but you can't really tell what what it's gonna what's yeah direction it's going i to love go that in. yeah and i don't mind tropes um every movie every genre movie is gonna have their tropes um but mm-hmm. yeah you're right it does have to be done correctly like the one that bugs me so much that i'm so sick of seeing is like for every haunted house there is a family dog that like knows right away and mm-hmm. the fact that the family will never listen to the animal <laughs> that has better senses than them is very annoying to me. Um, there was a community episode uh, where they were trying to find out who was the psychopath and were telling scary stories to kind of see whose was most twisted. And anyway, Abed gets really upset because the people in most of these scary stories are doing things that real people wouldn't do. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of like my beef with a lot of scary movies is it's fun to watch. It's fun to see the scary images and to be like thrilled and stuff. But I would also like to kind of have this feeling like this is something that I would do 
And the fact that I would be acting this way in a scary movie makes me worried because like if I were in this situation, I would be doing my best to like prevent it all. But, you know, you know what I mean? Like the whole walking into the walking into the dark house, you know, a girl in in the middle of the night kind of thing is not scary enough for me to take home with me because I'm not stupid enough to do that. Right. But if there if if a movie started portraying things that I would actually do, that's when I would start worrying because I'm like, there is a, like, to a degree, a lot of the things that are happening to these people are out of their control, you know? Right, right, yeah. Um, all right, my turn? Yes. I really love um, when people give me recommendations for books or movies or music that end up really just hitting the nail on the head. Mm. And... I have been saving this for this very moment while we're recording. I finally watched Stick It. Oh my gosh! I you have been recommending that, that movie, movie to so me much for like years now. Aren't and you I so happy watched you watched it? it? I am so happy. Oh, that girl has an apple butt. What? She has an apple butt. <laughs> so stupid it is so funny and it's one of the most like surprising roles to see jeff bridges in right oh my gosh i am so glad you watched that yeah i so i really loved it um it was one of those movies and for some reason everything that you recommend to me does this where i'll get through about 70 percent of whatever it is and i'll be like yeah i don't know why she recommended this to me and then it'll get to the last little bit and i'll be like Oh, yep. <laughs> it all comes together. Oh. And so for me, like, I, I can't believe it took me almost the entire movie to realize this. I was like, oh, it's called Stick It, not just because they have to stick the landing, but because they're sticking, they're sticking it. it to the man. Yep. Oh. oh, that movie is so, so good. I am so glad you watched it. And I don't see her, that main actor, I don't see her in a lot of stuff anymore. I don't. And that's maybe just because I'm not I'm not super in touch with like movie culture and stuff. I think her name is Missy Peregrine, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, whatever. I don't see her in a lot of stuff, but um, there's a uh, Kellen Lutz in it, who is kind of like a I would say probably like a B list actor. There's Jeff Bridges in it, which is really surprising and really really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really like that movie. It has a really really fun soundtrack too. Actually, um, a lot of good workout music. In fact, so, yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah, so you recommended that to me. You recommended Elegance of the Hedgehog. It was the same thing where I was just like, I, you know, I was like, hate reading it at one point, And yeah. then it got to the very end and I was like crying Aww. from just the cathartic release of like, I know. Oh, it was so worth it. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's good. So maybe like the next suggestion I make, you'll take a little bit more seriously. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, no, I, I definitely will. <laughs> I um, mean, it, which, it's fine. I don't I, as long as you eventually get to it. I'm just I I'm so thrilled when people love the things I love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my dad recommended to me that I watch the movie Donkey Skin. It's a French film. Right. Uh, I may have mentioned it back in. You did. Episode two. Mm hmm. It's kind of an odd movie because it has a lot of anachronisms in it, 
like basically the fairy godmother to the main princess is like yeah. oh yeah i just hop around from different time periods and i'm gonna quote writers that don't exist yet and i'm gonna come flying in on a helicopter Ugh. for my <laughs> which it's it's silly but it works right and when he first recommended it to me, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to watch this because it's about a king that wants to marry his daughter. Yeah, and that's it's weird. weird. <laughs> but the movie ended up being really good. It was very artistic. The set pieces were done extremely well, as well as the costuming. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, man, I never would have. Like, I mean, first of all, I had never heard it before, but even if i had i probably wouldn't have watched it on my right. own and so i was just really really grateful for that that's great so and i also just really like it when people give me recommendations in general because i really like um seeing how people like perceive me right what what they think you would like Right, yeah, and so when people give me recommendations, I'm like, you know, even if I end up not liking it, I really want to know what it is you think mm -hmm. I like. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> and what kind of person I am. When you were reading *Elegance of the Hedgehog*, and you told me, like, and I was like so excited, I'm like, what do you think? Do you know? And this is when we weren't great friends, so you yeah. didn't really know enough about me, and I didn't know enough about you, really to make a really, really good judgment. But I remember asking you and you're like, it's all right, you know? And I was like, wait, yeah. no, I don't want you to think that like I made, like I have you all <laughs> wrong. Like I made this suggestion because I really do think it would. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you had pushed through because I knew it was something that you would like, but that, yeah, when you, when you told me that you weren't super into it, I was like, no, I gave her a really bad, I wasted her time. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I'm just so glad didn't. you ended up liking it. Yeah, it is really fun to see like to see what people would think that you like because I I know how I carry myself, but I don't know how other people see me carry myself. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, can I give you a recommendation? Yes. Because I think I think we're due for recommending something to each other. Yes. I want to recommend the book Never Let Me Go by Kazuo Ishiguro. Was that it made is, into a movie recently? Uh, yeah, so it was made into a movie in 2010. All right. And it has Carrie Mulligan, Andrew Garfield, um, and I don't know, Andrew Knightley. I don't know, Andrew Garfield was doing anything before Spider-Man, to be honest. Yeah, he did a few things. It has uh, Dom Hall Gleason in it, mm -hmm. uh, who, I don't know, I guess he just kind of quietly does everything. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I like those guys. I I, I kind of yeah. feel like uh, Gary Oldman is kind of like the same way. He just kind of like quietly does, you know, a little bit mm. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I really recommend reading the book. All right. Uh, because like the movie is good, but because of the way that movies work as a medium versus books. It's uh, not quite right. It, yeah, like, I feel like it gives away a little too much of the story a little too early on, oh whereas gosh. with the book, like, you don't realize what's happening until about halfway through, and you're like, oh right. my and gosh. Right, and it's so, yeah, oh my gosh, and see, that's that's something that movies, I feel, like, mo like the two and a half, two, two hour to two and a half hour, like, template of movies will just never be able to handle, which is why I'm kind of glad that um, miniseries are kind of starting to be a little bit more popular. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if you have anything left to say about Never Let Me Go, say it now because that's a perfect uh, segue to my next one.
No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. I will I will check out Never Let Me Go. Um but speaking of mini series, um a series of unfortunate events is the yes. second season has come out. And I know that this isn't like an unpopular thing that like no one I know that it's huge. Um but I want to talk about it because these books were so special to me and I know so many other so many other kids when I was younger because I feel like I feel like it was one of the first things that I read that treated me like I was smart enough to to understand like a really, really deep storyline. Um, mm-hmm. I had never had any experience with the author being a part of the story. So when like I learned that Lemony Snicket isn't only the narrator or the, the author of these books, but he's also a really intricate part of the the orphans' lives himself. I these books were just so unique and they taught me so much. Um, vocabulary, which is something that the show is just nailed perfectly. There are yes. there are so many moments where Lemony Snicket in the show, I know for a fact he is quoting the books verbatim, and it makes me so giddy inside because <laughs> everybody that read these books when they when they were younger knows when he's doing that because it's such a unique it's such a unique voice. Um, you know, oh, I just I love them yeah. so much, and I was an avid Neil Patrick Harris um, like. I want. I don't want to say hater because I didn't hate him. I was just. I was not a fan, and I. Yeah. I thought he overacted in everything he was in. Um, but this is, this is just the perfect role for him because it's impossible to overact when you're being Count Olaf. Right. And that's yeah. why that's why Jim Carrey was good at it. But that's yeah. why I think Neil Patrick Harris is better than Jim Carrey ever was. Mm. And you know, say what you will about the movie. It's you know, it was pretty. That's that's the thing is it was a movie trying to encompass a 13 book series. Right. And, well, and like only the first three, but that's still a lot to try and encompass. Uh-huh, and they tried to just they tried to kind of resolve. They tried to resolve it a little bit, which is not in the nature of these books. There's no resolution. They warn you. Right. They warn you from the very beginning that you're not going to be happy at any point in the story. And okay. I was just so excited to learn that it got made into a mini series because it seriously deserved it. It deserved it so much. It deserved yeah. to um it deserved to talk about all the characters for as long as they could. Um it deserved to draw out this mysterious like story about this weird organization. Like it deserves as much time as the books gave them. Um and uh, in anticipation of an upcoming episode we have um, that we want to do with Audrey's husband, he wants to do a Stephen King episode. Um, I, <laughs> I've i been toying with the... I just finished reading It. Mm-hmm. And I've been toying with the idea of sometime in the not near future, because I don't want to read that book again very soon. But sometime in the not near future, I want to write an accurate... like. I want to write an accurate screenplay of a mini series for it because it yeah. deserves it. And this movie that came out um, recently, the, the one that's kind of covers the first half of the it um, like legacy just didn't do it justice. It didn't. And it, it nailed a lot of things. Um, I saw it before I read the book. It nailed a lot of things. It, 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 it you know, it did a lot of things really well. But it, th- there's no way that these movies, even though that one was like a two and a half hour long movie, can even grasp the scope of that story. It yeah. is a three to four decade story. 
and it needs a mini series. Like it needs it. And so I've been toying with the idea of writing it myself, but it would involve reading the book again, which is not really something I want to um, right. hunker down and do again because it kind of messed me up a little bit. Yeah. Can you imagine coming back to school in the fall and being like, what I did over my summer <laughs> vacation? I hate wrote a mini series. <laughs> That's the thing is it would be, I feel like if I were to do it now, it would be driven. I would be driven by the wrong emotions. I would be, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Call it, you don't really have to call it the wrong emotions, but I wouldn't do it out of love for the book. I would do it out of like necessity for this story to be accurately told because it's horrifying yeah. and it needs that time to, to mm -hmm. build, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I did over the summer, <laughs> what I learned in driving school is, that's what that reminded me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know if it will ever happen. And I'm sure that someone a few years from now, after these movies come out, I'm sure someone will do a better job with that than I could. But sure. I just really hope someone takes on the the task because it needs to be done accurately because it's it is such a good story. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, sorry, I just we're like, getting there. Yeah. No, it's fine. And like, I know that Stephen King properties are kind of in a weird place right now because he does have kind of a a heavier hand in the production right. than he has in the past. Well, that's so, the, yeah, that's the thing I was surprised about this movie is he did have a lot to do with this new movie, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, from what I understand, yeah, I could be wrong. And but. I feel like I didn't see him in it. You know, I I think he understood that that, that okay, we have a we have a feature film length to deal with, and so what can we right. do with that length? But I didn't see enough. I didn't see enough of his, of his writing in it. Yeah. And I really wish I had because that book like kind of changed me. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that it is definitely the mark of a good writer that, you know, they write a book that does change you, which is why I do recommend Never Let Me Go because. Yeah. That is one of those books that has honestly changed, like, a lot of the... Like, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, and it's yeah, really, really don't. hard to talk about <laughs> the themes of the book without getting into spoilers, but um, just the nature of, of human beings. Yeah. I'm excited. General. I just got a library yeah. card, so I'm going to put it to use. Yes. Yeah, that's one of those books that I actually had to go buy a copy as soon as I was done reading the oh, library yeah. copy because I was like, I can't not own this. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. I, I really do get it. And I do hope that sometime in the future, because everybody loves watching Stephen King stuff. Oh yeah. That we'll, we'll get one that's uh, worth it. I really love um, locker room positivity. <laughs> I've, I've been going to the um, Student Life and Wellness Center at UVU uh, one or two times a week because I have uh, a two-hour break between my English class and my journalism class on Fridays. And if I decide to skip my digital media class, which I kind of sort of can do, right? Um, because I like basically I can just make up the work by going to the computer lab if mm -hmm. I want. Um, so I've been going, I've been getting back into jogging, which is another thing I love. Just going to throw that out yeah. there. I love running. I've been using the indoor track, uh, at the, the student life and wellness center. And 
because I am fat and old. And (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a very good metabolism. I get very sweaty very quick. So I do have to shower before I go to my journalism class. And every single time that I have like gone to the locker room to change into my normal clothes and shower and all that, like I have heard nothing but positivity from the women that are in there. And it is just so refreshing because I know that media tends to be like, oh, women are so catty, especially when it comes to the locker room. Like you have to be self-conscious and like all of the hot chicks are very aware of how hot their bods are. And, if and they'll not press like that, you like, if you're, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like that. But like, it's really not like that. Like, every single time I've gone, somebody has complimented my clothes, or I've heard another woman compliment another woman's hair, or, I, you know, I been love like, UVU. I love it's it. It's so, so refreshing <laughs> to be there. And it's just amazing because, like, I've never been, like, comfortable in locker rooms because oh, I don't yeah. think anybody has ever felt oh, comfortable no. in a locker room no, no, before. No. But, like, I think that this is the closest that I will get to that. Right. Just because, like, it is just so nice being in a place that, like, I just don't feel judged. Right. You know, people look at me and they tell me what they like about how I look. Rather than, like, you know, giving me judgmental glares for being, again, an overweight woman that is trying really hard to get in shape. <laughs> it's just like, there's just, it really is just nothing but support. And yeah, at least in my experience, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are weird instances where people like strangers feel the need to be assholes, but it's never happened to me. And it's really funny you bring this up because, um, last night I encountered kind of like the same situation that I have encountered multiple times in my life. And so I'm really, I'm led to believe that that this is just kind of how it is around, just around the world. Um, Locker room positivity is very much the same as drunk girls in the girls' bathroom positivity is. (laughs) And this is the reason why I didn't want to record this morning, because I did get home at like three last night, because I had to go, I had to go to my friend's house and sober up a bit. But uh, (laughs) it was so fun to go, because I haven't been out, I haven't been out, you know, bar hopping for a while And I forgot that one of my favorite parts is going into the girls' bathroom to, you know, do your business and coming out with instant best friends that (laughs) you know you'll never see again, but you, like, never, ever forget. Like, the girls that will come up and be like, oh, my gosh, you are beautiful. Because, like, (laughs) why aren't they going to say something? They're super drunk. And they, like, are they – that's just the great thing about it is that – most girls, including myself, who are like who are in the bathroom, they'll have a thought and they'll immediately say it. And it's almost <laughs> always positive because, you know, you feel great. And mm-hmm. uh, that's just one of my favorite things is that it's just the positivity in in the girls bathroom at bars. And I mean, there there are girls that have like comfort in me in bathrooms, you know, when I was having like a bad time and, you know, will help me like figure out how to get home. And there were girl, there are girls that will like lend me supplies and makeup and help me with my hair. But like more often than not, it's just the like, it's just the you look awesome. Like go out there and like get yours, you know? Yeah. And it's it's so funny you brought that up because I wasn't planning on talking about it, but I think I think most women that have been out drinking and have had to go to the bathroom have experienced this weird phenomenon where girls just 
when they're all in the when they're all in the bathroom at the bar, they are just instantly like we're in this together, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's the sweetest thing. It is so nice. Oh, yeah. I love people, people sometimes. <laughs> I know. You know, listen out there, people, women. We really do have each other's backs. Yeah. Don't don't think that we don't realize what media is trying to do to us. Yeah. We we know what's going on. It's not that way. And I there are obviously like, you know, weird there are just weird situations where girls are brats, but no, mm-hmm. like every time I see those stupid tropes in movies, I'm like, I Okay, for one, That's high never school been my experience. Uh-huh, for one, high school was different. I I know there were mean girls in high school, um, mm-hmm. but growing, I don't know. Just growing up, I'm just realizing that there, everyone just, everyone wants to support each like the like women want to support each other because they want that support back, and yeah. it's like this unspoken thing like. You know, you see each other, especially, you know, if you're in a place where it's predominantly men or something like that, you know, you see each other and it's just this instant kind of like, okay, I see you. We're, yeah, you know, it's, it's really, really, really encouraging. And that's not to say that, you know, guys don't do their share of, you know, uplifting and, you know, support. Right. But it's when it's with women, it's just almost this unspoken agreement that like, okay, we're in this together, you know? Oh, stop. (laughs) Stop. No, I'm just kidding. Don't stop. I should watch High School Musical now. I ruined it. I ruined the moment. No, I'm sorry. You didn't. Uh, High School Musical (laughs) is very, very cheesy, wholesome. So it's never a bad thing to. I do like it. Never a bad thing to bring up. But yeah, uh, that's it's really funny you say that because, yeah, girls' locker rooms are very similar to girls' bathrooms in the Mm -hmm. bar. Yeah, it's really funny. All right. Uh, I think we'll call it a day with yeah. that. That was a particularly good potpourri episode, I think. I I feel really good about it. Me yeah, too. I've, I really hope that we release some good vibes into the world. Mm-hmm. And I have talked to a few people in person who have said that they are starting to listen. I really only know who's listening if they sign up for a SoundCloud account. Mm-hmm. And I know that not everybody does. No. In fact, very, very few people do. So I really appreciate it when... I get people telling me that, oh, yeah, I listened. I really like it. Yeah. So if if you listen, just know that I really appreciate it when you say that. Yeah. And um, for future potpourri episodes, I think we'd really like to push for some listener submissions. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is today was a great example, too. If you guys have like book or scary movie recommendations or something like we'll talk about them, we'll we'll watch them or we'll read them, you know, and we'll try to talk yeah. about them in our next potpourri episode. Yeah, and I mean, I know that there's a lot of things that, like, I I mean, I have an ongoing list of things that I save up for potpourri episodes. Mm -hmm. There's no shortage of things that I like, but I really, there's a lot of things that I know that I don't think of yeah it's fun to shake it up. Just kind of the small things that other people are like, oh, no, I really like, you know, stepping on crunchy leaves in the fall. Oh, no, I I like that, too. And I wouldn't have thought about (laughs) it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So please like tweet at us or email us. Um, our email, I, I don't think I've brought it up before, but we do have an email mm-hmm. set up. It's really easy. It's kittenwhiskersandkanye at gmail.com. That's right. Yes. Our Instagram is kittenwhiskersandkanye with an at at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And our Twitter is at kittensandkanye because we couldn't afford the whiskers. <laughs> the whiskers were a bit <laughs> out of our budget. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, no, it's time Twitter to wouldn't. Go. <laughs> yeah, Twitter wouldn't allow us to have a username longer than the average tweet. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, by, by all means, like, reach out to us because we really do like. Yeah, it's I mean, fun. we like doing the podcast first of all, but I really love hearing from other people that are like, "Oh, I like your podcast." Oh yeah. So please, please, please. Uh, I know we say this almost every single time, but we've got some episodes coming up that we're actually really super excited about. Yeah. We're looking at getting a lot more guests on. I think we're going to have actually more guests than not coming up yeah. for the next like five or six episodes or so. Yeah, totally. So it's it's really exciting. Please tune in. The topics are also going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. I think. So, uh, you know. Until then, I guess. <laughs> I guess. You can just never comfortably um, sign off. It just never feels quite it right. It never flows, yeah. ever. So here we go. <laughs> Signing off. My name is Audrey Stratton. My name is Carmen Thorley. And this has been Kitten Whiskers and Kanye. Yep. Um, I'm going to go eat some Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And you don't have to put this in, but I'm curious. Audrey, are you a Twizzler family or a Red Vine family? Um, I will eat both, but given the choice, I will go for Twizzlers. Oh, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs> good. That's good to know. <laughs>